The Tilted Land Shark on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bets today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash with their over-under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by IP Vanish. IP Vanish is the official VPN of SGPN, and they're offering 70% off if you go to ipvanish.com slash SGP. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. And make sure to check out our new Discord server, the perfect place to interact and sweat bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Welcome, everybody, to the Tilted Land Shark Podcast, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. The person channeling his inner Michael Buffer, that's me, Chase Sessoms, the Wolf of Oakland, one of your hosts, joined by Zach, international man of Frisbee, Avello. Yeah. What's up, buddy? Not much. Nice little nod to uh, the fun I had on Monday night. Yeah, why don't you tell the folks? It's a kind of a cool yeah. experience. It was. It was a once in a lifetime for me. So this weekend in Cincinnati is the club world. So club teams from all over the world, not like their national teams, but club teams will travel to Cincinnati and play. So a team out of um, Australia has flown into Atlanta, driving through Chattanooga, stopped, and we got to scrimmage there, guys. My club team did. Yeah. Uh, took it to them, one fifteen twelve. That was, I think, the third Ooh. best team out of Australia. We're just, you know, the twentieth best team in the U.S. So it kind of tells you the talent difference there is internationally. But way to not be a pylon and just like give them the victory. Like you know, yeah. go ahead, go ahead and hand them, hand them their beating. Let them take that back to the southern hemisphere where the toilets them. flush counterclockwise. You can't call it Southern hospitality unless you give them a little like humbling experience. No, they were really nice guys. A lot of fun to play with. Um, all of them had Australian accents, which me being stuck in the South that I am, never got to hear that in person before, unfortunately, yeah. up until now. Have you been trying to impersonate in. it all week? Uh, I will tell you what, no, but a lot of guys in the warm-up, we're on opposite ends of the field, so they can't hear us. A lot of guys in the warm-up are trying their best to do a good accent. And we're like, get it out now. By the time we start playing, I don't want to hear any of that. But uh, still, it was a blast. Um, good luck to them. I don't think any of them listen to this podcast unless you could gamble on the AEDL in Australia. So, I, I used yeah. to do so- do something uh, for, for another site that was sponsored by like a on online crypto book. And we, we would have to show a commercial and the commercial was always the, there was like an Australian guy narrating it. And every time we came back, always had something different. It was like, Sheila, the koala's in the garden again. You know, that sort of thing. Or I found my favorite thing to say in Australian accent is fucking Jesus, um, which that, that wasn't very, that wasn't my best. Also have select words like, um, 
I often talk about the candy M&Ms or the wrapper M&M, uh, M&M, um, which is one of my, my favorite uh, things to say in, in the accent. Have you, uh, you ever watched Fly of the Concords? I think we both referenced them at one point oh, without yeah. knowing that either one of us have watched it. Oh, no, I love it. I've watched it, and I'm a fan of the music, in fact. um, Um, So am I, unfortunately. The um, whole A Season Sorry episode where he thinks they're Australian and extremely xenophobic towards them. Yes, yes. just very same accent. Yeah, yeah. Go go ahead and watch. Boil this uh, apple and bleach it because the the New Zealander (laughs) touched it. Yeah. yeah, it's a. I don't know. That's that's. I mean, it's a cool experience. Did you pick up any like Australian frisbee jargon, like frisbee, like sayings or anything? Unlike anything I've seen in America. So in ultimate, you your sideline presence is like your players. The twenty people who aren't playing are the ones talking. Yeah. Here in America, you get like five, six guys talking, you yeah. know, cheering and whatnot. Those Australians. Literally everyone in the sideline was screaming and yelling and talking and communicating. I could not pick up on anything because it was so overwhelming. Um, they don't like to play physical, which is something we do here in America. So we play pretty freaking physical. So that was kind of a early warning for me trying to trying to you know use my body a little bit to get this guy out of my way. But that's there's um, a reason why they're not in the oval playing Aussie rules football, you know? Um <laughs> they don't like pounding. I hope that Mike picked that up. We've got, even even we have a couple of rugby players on our club team here. They understand. Well that's awesome. That's a cool experience. I'm glad you got to have yeah. it. That's what that's what Frisbee's about. It's about the experience. It's about meeting new people from different places, learning different things. It's also about drinking yeah. heavily. Uh, about uh, um, moderate drug use, uh, even we, heavy, even sometimes in my We gifted case. them a nice bottle of uh, Jack Daniels because, you know, oh, when in Tennessee, in Tennessee, give them a yeah. whole Tennessee whiskey. Get, give them a little sour <coughs> mash. Um, yeah. yeah. How Good do you feel about seven? Are you, I, I got to ask. I mean, I know you're a bourbon guy. Are you a Jack Daniels fan? I hate Tennessee whiskey. Yeah, me too. Uh, okay. I, I may have to, oh, so Tennessee whiskey is all like, name brand mainstream generic stuff unless there's a distillery here called uncle nearest this is nothing to do with ultimate by the way guys but uncle nearest best tennessee whiskey you could get your hands on actually the master distiller the man with the recipe worked for jack back in the early 1900s became the first african-american uh head distiller in america which is a pretty neat story it's just an hour up the road from where i'm at so i need to go check it out but if you could get your hands some uncle nearest Drink some Uncle Nearest. It is fantastic. You'll never want to drink Jack again. Yeah, I, I mean, already never want to drink Jack again. You um, worked in a liquor store, right? I, I worked in the liquor industry, my man. From I yeah. worked in a store. I worked for a distributor. Uh, yeah, I, for like a decade. I, like I, I was in the liquor biz. What's your take on Tennessee whiskey then? I'm not. I'm not a sour mash uh you know fan like yeah. I, I don't i don't like that the the kind of sour taste also at high school i bubbled uh about a half a fifth of jack daniels uh one time trying to be a billy badass in front of my friends and got <laughs> so incredibly sick that uh you know I, there's a little bit of pause going to jack but i get offended whenever i order bourbon like just say i'll take the well and uh they come back with jack daniels like this that or george dickel or something like that the yeah, dickel 
Dickel's not Dickel's not that bad. I've also gotten really sick on Dickel before. <laughs> <laughs> Anything under the price of twenty bucks, you, you could definitely get sick. Easy if, to put down. If it's south of Kentucky and sour mash, then I've probably been like vomiting sick <laughs> off of it before. Speaking of vomiting sick, we had week twelve of the AUDL. Uh, we talking about Montreal? Oh, sorry. I, I just, you know me and my awkward transitions. We had week 12 action of the AUDL. Uh, we got some things to toot our horn about. Toot, toot. Uh, we got oh, a lot yes. to not toot our horn about. Uh, also, Everything it, else. <laughs> yeah, it was a combination of a really good week with a really shitty week. Uh, kind of. Yep. So just kind of a eh, week. Um, so without further ado, let's jump into it. Starting in the East, we had DC taking on Montreal. DC, the five-point favorite total set at 43 and a half. Uh, DC put it on Montreal. Uh, the Montreal tailspin just continues. Uh, DC wins at 24 14. Yeah. Uh, Montreal is the first team to finish their season. Uh, and not only that, they finished their season on a five game losing streak and going 0 5 against the spread. For a team that I had third in the division, that was that's a big yikes. Big yeah. yikes. That was a big mistake on my part. Well, um, we don't have to worry about losing bets on Montreal anymore. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust, you sons of bitches, you're dead to us. Thank God. Um, but yeah, DC had a good showing. They had 11 blocks to their 10 turnovers, which is, you know, a nice little ratio you want to have for a winning uh, an ultimate game. Uh, AJ Merriman with three blocks. I think that's the first time I get to say his name in a uh, review podcast. I keep talking about how he's a good defender. He finally shows up against Montreal. But yeah, easy game for DC. Uh, AJ Marion for DC, by the way, but yeah, easy game. So DC team America, uh, go, went on the back to back. So, uh, they traveled, uh, many days to get to, uh, Ottawa. Uh, I think once again, still have no idea, uh, how far apart things are in, uh, in Canada, but still, uh, DC DC was a five point favorite also against Ottawa, uh, total set of 45 and a half and, DC put it on them again. Just yeah. put put the, the beat down on the Canadian teams. They won it 24-17. They cover the five. Game goes under. Yeah. Um, DC's peaking at the right time. Um, I, they had to play Philly again. We'll talk about Philly and how they locked up the three seed. But, yeah, they're peaking at the right time. Tyler Monroe with five assists in this game. You say they go under. They went under twice this weekend. Um, they were 7-1 over-unders, and they – two straight unders in this road trip to Canada that tells you how hard road tripping is, or it could tell you how defense travels. They gave up 31 goals in two games over the weekend, which is really good. Um, so yeah, things are ramping up for them. They'll have, I don't know how many more games left DC has, but then they'll have D- Philly come in for their first playing game and then they'll have to go to New York. So this was a good test for DC. Um, I'm liking them going into the postseason for sure. All right. So, this game will will just a boot wrap it up for us talking about Canadian teams uh, for this week. Uh, we had Philly heading to Toronto. Uh, Philly a four and a half point favorite, total set at thirty eight and a half. Uh, and Philly, uh, despite being a four and a half point favor, favorite, ekes it out by by two points. Now this Toronto mm-hmm. team really. I think this Toronto team was a little bit deceptive at the end of the season. Yeah. They, they they had the the misfortune of, of playing New York a bunch. They had, you know, there are other strong teams in that division. Uh, so luckily we were on the right side of that four and a half point spread there. 
Um, yeah, what, what, what were you ta- your takeaways here with this uh, last Canadian game? Yeah, you talk about Toronto. Uh, three straight covers in the season for Toronto. Also, another team whose season's done. Three straight covers. They go two and one with this tough loss of Philly. Who Phillies? They're kind of heating up a little bit, right? They're trying to get ready for their DC matchup. Um, Philly clinched the playoff spot with this game, so they clinched the three. I think the Eastern Division is the first division, uh, if I'm not mistaken, about the West either. Uh, East is the first division to kind of lock up their playoff spot. So you got New York one, DC two, Philly three. Um, Sean Mott, eight assists, one goal. James Pollard, three assists, four goals. The same, the usual suspects for Philadelphia, the same guys we always talk about. Um, but yeah, Philly is, uh, their offense is ramping up a little bit, getting north of like 20, 21 goals a game lately here. Um, they get to finish up the season home against New York. We'll see how they do against New York. Um, I don't think either team is really playing for much at this point. If I look at the standings, yeah. I mean, if Philly locked it up because Boston, who's a game and a half back, can't do anything about it. Um, so, yeah, it, next week will be interesting to see what Philly does against New York. Um, it was an easy road trip for Philly to go up in Toronto, get the win. Uh, close one. Toronto had a lot to play for. I think we're on Toronto plus four, by the way. Yes, we were. Just because we knew it was going to be a closer game. So. Yep, we were yeah. we were on Toronto plus four four and a half. We cashed that, and uh, just I'm saying this now. Mark my words. Whenever it gets into the playoffs, Philly is the most dangerous lower seeded team in the AUDL. They're going to be the most dangerous team. That's not mm-hmm. their division winner. That would be a good time. I need to bring this up real quick um, since we're done with the Eastern Division. I got bored at work today, so I kind of developed a little playoff bracket, made a make-believe yeah. playoff situation. If, if you haven't um, seen it, check out our, uh, the Twitter at the Tilted Pod. Uh, <coughs> we got a, the, a photo of what uh, Zach's about to tell you about. Yeah, so uh, someone commented on it, and I totally agree with him. We want to see a lot more interdivisional play. With a lot more interdivisional play, this new playoff scenario will be a lot better, but Four divisional winners get the one through four, and then you get eight wild cards. Uh, and in this playoff, Philadelphia doesn't even make it. Really? They don't, they're not even seeded. The 12th seed is Madison, 11th seed is Indianapolis, 10 is Atlanta, and then San Diego, Minnesota in the 8 9 matchup, Salt Lake, Austin, DC round out the wild card spot. So um, each week, I mean, we could break down this playoff scenario, see how it ends up maybe at the end of the season when we get the final standings we could kind of like do our own little playoff just because you know i feel like a team like atlanta getting booted out of this doesn't really isn't really that fair so i don't know it'll be fun um we'll be posting it every week after the week is up to see what the standings will look like then but uh yeah it was a lot of fun and you say philadelphia is heating up and i totally agree but somehow they still won't make the uh eight wild card spots yeah all right so here we go. Moving on to the central. We had the Indianapolis alley cats taking on, I guess they're the Baticles again. Uh, the Madison radicals. Uh, Madison was a two point favorite total set at 42 and a half. Indianapolis goes outside. They, they get out of their, their climate controlled humidity regulated dome. And they get a victory <laughs> against the Madison 
I they're this is just the sadicals now. They're just the, the sadicals. They're the sadicals. Slowly dropping. Um, they get the two point dub, nineteen to seventeen. Yeah, I think Indy. This puts Indy in the driver's seat for that third spot in the central again. They needed this win. Um, I think the last thing that needs to happen is either Indy beats Minnesota or Atlanta, or Madison loses to Chicago, which I think is the more likely outcome in this whole situation. Sure. And Indy gets that three seed. Um, yeah, this game was crazy. Madison, you know, Madison didn't score a goal up until the very end of the first quarter when the clocks hit zero. It was a 3-1 first quarter. Madison doesn't score up until the very end of it. Uh, Indy's defense shows up. They did pretty well. They made some points in the first quarter go very long. Uh, Cameron Brock, six, seven goals and assists, the career leader in goal scores. Um and Indy only had nine chances for a break, but they converted on seven of them. So if you only takes nine chances to get seven breaks, that's a pretty good conversion rate. So sure. kudos to Indy. Huge win. They come up clutch. Um, so, yeah, happy for them. I've got a few friends on those teams too, so it's uh, pretty cool to see. Yep, nothing to be gladical about in Madison. So moving on, uh, Carolina, they went to Pittsburgh on the road. They were a uh, you know interdivisional game here, going up to the from the central to, or from the south to the central. They were a five point favorite at Pittsburgh. Total set at thirty seven and a half. They proved to be a good team and not a great team because we got to fight. We got to push here twenty seven to twenty two. I it kind of figured that they weren't going to be, you know. I, I mean, what what's in it for them to just go and just ball out on on Pittsburgh at this point? Yeah. Oh, I even think Carolina lost some motivation. Carolina had an early 14-8 lead. Uh, I think it was in the first half, and then from there it just went back and forth. Um, Pitt outscored them in the final 27 points, 14-13. But, yeah, it was a little bit of a sweat. So, five-point spread. The final point took two and a half minutes. And people holding the uh, Pitt plus five uh, – we're sweating a little bit because they weren't going to win. Carolina up six, hold it for two and a half minutes, and it scored with 15 seconds left. So if you're holding a Carolina minus five, you push. If you're holding a pit plus five, you count that as a win because you're 15 seconds from losing that ticket. Um, now this, yeah, go now for this, it. Okay, this was a this was a grand marquee game for us. Uh, Chicago, the Union, heading to uh, Minnesota to take on the windchill. Uh, they were Minnesota was a one and a half point favorite total was set at 41 and a half uh Chicago the dog on the money line plus 145 and uh, I don't want to toot my horn but uh toot toot uh hit this money line here just because out of reflex game this close dog getting the you know plus money on the money line always got to go with the dog there so Chicago gets the victory 27 25 and I mean this was just like a central division heavyweight throwdown yeah um, and it sucks that it was on FS2. It's cool that we're on FS2, but it sucks that we had to watch the reruns and can't watch it live. Um, but Minnesota struggles again defensively. We talked about how good their defense was all year, and then you'll have three outlier games where they give up like 24-plus goals. It's all against Chicago. Did so, they have anybody in Ireland or anything? Uh, No, there's no tournaments going on this weekend. Um. They had their full squad, their chief. I mean, first of all, Chicago's offense, they've got some of the best handlers in the game. Yeah. Uh, especially with Paul Johnist out there. Um, and so it's 
I think what happens is, also- is that there's the quality. They have that quality of the handle where they can hold on to possession, and they're not just taking mm-hmm. deep huck shots the entire time. And that's what Minnesota kind of excels at is is yeah. having the gigantic bodies who can just play in the zone. We always called these. We always called this position the monster, the guy who played in the back of the zone and could just gobble up discs. They don't play yeah. that zone, but they're full of monsters. And so they when are. you don't, when they're not for you know when you're not playing a game that's giving them that edge to have that monster just go up and gobble up discs edge chicago right yeah even chicago was without their monster nate goff is in birmingham this week for worlds um i think that was only key player that was missing for the weekend in the adl but it's just i feel like at the highest level when you have a game like chicago versus minnesota or a dc versus new york it's an offensive dictated sport i feel like the skill on the offensive end is what controls the game and i think that's where chicago has the edge Chicago gets the host Minnesota now in the playing game. I think they are going to still be capable of controlling the game. They'll have Nate Goff with them um, to probably add some more breaks onto this game. Maybe, I mean, if we get Chicago minus one and a half again, I wouldn't mind taking that in the playoff game. Absolutely. Now, last game from the Central, and we did it. We finally did it. Detroit got the win. Got him. We fucking got him. <laughs> JK, LOL. Uh, the the Gladicals again. Madison, they on their back-to-back. Uh, they were six-and-a-half-point favorites going against Detroit. Uh, they get the win easy, 25-18, cover that six-and-a-half. Um, eh, sorry, Detroit. That's really all I yeah. can say. Yeah. Hey, they almost, almost got the cover by the hook. Um, I feel like Madison should have blown this team out after losing against Indy. Yeah, I feel like a seven-goal win is not impressive at all. Not against Detroit, no. No, um, Detroit, even a seven-goal win when the Detroit had only two blocks. Their defense can't do much. Your offense has to be able to control the game. Um, so yeah, I I don't know. I I think it's right that Indy is going to get this playoff spot. Um, hopefully, if we'll see how the Madison Chicago game goes, but yeah, I think. Minnesota is the virtual three seed in the central division. Um, Madison's just weird. You just, like you said, you never know what you're going to get. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if they go into Chicago or play against Chicago. Yep. Yep. They'll lose, but like they'll may lose by two or three goals. They'll be in it late and maybe one or two breaks is the difference towards the end of the game. But they just seem to play at the level of who they're playing against. Right. And that makes them really, really hard to to predict uh, week in yeah. and week out. So that is it for the Central. We're going to move on to the West where we've got some some chest pounding, some Ric Flairing to do uh, with some of these games. But we are going to get a word in from our sponsors. We will be right back with more Tilted Landshark brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Stick around. Make sure to get down on the wins. Bet $50 to win $200 promotion where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. And if you're betting baseball, you have to check out WinBet. Their reduced juice in baseball games makes them the best place to bet the MLB. And now, bet $500 on sports or in the casino before July 31st, 2022. Get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two-night stay at Win Resorts for you and your entire league. Multiple entries are allowed. 
There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And now, on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can make money on Sleeper 2 by playing their new over and under game. It's super simple. First, for any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over under. For example, baseball's going on right now. The number of hits in a baseball game. Then, choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about over under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's right. Join our squad and get the 100% deposit match at sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to check out our new Discord server, the perfect place to interact and sweat bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Welcome back to the Tilted Landshark Podcast. And oh boy, everybody, come see how good we look. Let's talk about these games in the West. One in particular I'm excited to talk about. We've got Colorado. Colorado heading to San Diego. Colorado was a five and a half point favorite. The total set at 45 and a half. Colorado was minus 1,000 on the money line. And the big matches. I don't know. Not, not us. We're not. We're not. We're not. uh, The big glass jugs of beer were plus 600 on the money line. Zach and I were all over it in San Diego. The fighting Paul Lally's. The big glass jugs of beer. They get the three-point dub over what looked like the insurmountable Colorado Summit, 23-20. to Woo! Dude, five and a half points is just disrespectful. You knew something was fishy here. You knew something was fishy. All right, let me get one more. Yeah, five and a half was just stupid. Um, if I think the easy bet was going to be San Diego plus five and a half, but for us who are feeling a little saucy, we took that plus six hundred money line and it paid off and it felt good. It, felt it was good. a confident dog pick at plus six hundred. It goes through, um, and dude, uh, I'm going to be I'm on board San Diego right now. I liked how they look, and if they could match the way they played, if Travis Dunn keeps doing what he's doing, if Lally controls the disc, doesn't turn it over, uh, McDougal had a big showing for San Diego this past weekend, was a big playmaker. If he can start popping up, the four-headed beast of Goose Helton, McDougal, Lally, none. I mean, San Diego could be dangerous. They could travel anywhere in the West, and they could win ultimate games, even though they haven't been too impressive. I think yeah. they're starting to wake up towards the end of the season here. Yeah, and uh, big big shout out to friend of the show Paul Lally because he did work in that game, man. Yeah, man was man was in there doing work, dude, in clutch plays. I saw him with mm-hmm. the handle when they were in the back of their own end zone, like in a crucial point, and just managed to work it out of there. It was it was really impressive. Uh, yeah, Colorado then 
goes up the coast. They take on LA. They were a six and a half point favorite total set at 40 and a half. Uh, your boy here was on the fade Colorado train, uh, this last week. And, uh, Toot toot, it pulled into Money Station uh, as Colorado misses by the hook. They get the win 27 to 21, though. Uh, whoo. Uh, I got that gets a about, tiny, tiny woo because it's not the plus 600, but still. Whew. But let's talk about this real quick. This is May. This is probably the biggest sweat, the worst beat of the season right now. So let me walk you guys through this. I wish I was Scott Van Pelt with the game actually going on behind me and I could talk about what's going on. But yeah, I've got notes. Steve, let's do this. <laughs> we'll have to visualize. So um, it looked like Summit, I mean, it looked like Summit was going to cover six and a half, right? They're up eight with 38 seconds left. They just scored and they're about to pull it to LA. <clears throat> pull it to LA. LA with a quick score with a huck uh, with 20 seconds left. Uh, big whooped. Um, and then now they're up seven. You still have the six and a half with 20 seconds left. LA does a short roller about 10 yards out. That goes out of bounds. Jay Frood picks it up and then forces the disc up line. One throw turnover. And now it's LA's disc. LA's disc with about 13 seconds left, 14 seconds left. Now you're stressing a little bit, right? You're stressing a little bit. The guy from LA picks up the disc. I don't know who it was. Got doubled, freaked out. Throws about 30 yards up the field, turnover. You're holding that Colorado ticket, you're excited. But wait, L.A. calls a timeout with eight seconds left. L.A. calls a timeout. The throw doesn't go off. Back to L.A. And they still have to work the disc 70 yards in five seconds. And L.A. gets the buzzer beater. um, Gets the six-point loss. Gets the cover by the hook. You kind of watch that last play that you know, that huck that went off, the final buzzer beater. Guys on Colorado and L.A. are laughing about what happened. Meanwhile, everyone holding a Colorado ticket is screaming at the yeah. TV. Yeah. Like, why the hell did L.A. first of all call a timeout? Why did Jay Frude force it up the line where you could just work it backwards for 20 seconds and end the game right there? Obviously, they don't know about the spread. They could care less. But It's because they ran the, ran the cover play, baby. Ah. <sighs> The guy, the coach. We got to talk to the uh, talk to Jay Fruit and the LA coach and see if they had uh, money writing on this right now. They did not. Let's just go ahead and say it. It's on the up and up. They did not. Uh, right. <laughs> Last game of the West. Uh, Salt Lake walked into uh, walked into Oakland to take on the hey oh oh hey oh 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 all right oh oh the spiders. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. It was a three point Salt Lake was a favorite. Uh, sorry, it was Salt Lake was a three point favorite total set at 47 and a half. And this this was the week of pushes. Uh, we we have yeah. another another push. Twenty two nineteen more pushes. Uh, so, I mean, I, I do think that Oakland is a, a team on the rise. I, I This is a team that I'm going to be uber interested in whenever mm-hmm. AUDL 2023 season rolls around because they've mm-hmm. definitely shown some life. Uh, they're, they're definitely kind of – they kind of put it together towards the end of the season, I, depending on who they acquire, who, who ends up on the roster next year. But, uh, yeah, Salt Lake still just, I mean, shown to be one of the, the better teams in the West. Uh, I believe they're sitting on the number two seed right now, correct? Yeah, they're sitting at two. I think they've locked up the two pretty much. 
that'd be a fun power ranking though. Uh, after the season's over, top five teams we're excited about next year that didn't make the playoffs. Because um, we'll I am to... with you. Yeah, <clears throat> I think Oakland along with Toronto and I mean we're gonna freaking have to see Atlanta not make the playoffs. I mean some teams that outside of Atlanta looks good to close out the season, closing out the season. They're competing. Um, Oakland kind of made Salt Lake's offense not look great. They made Salt Lake work for what they had to get. They made Salt Lake struggle. Um, that or we could just be in a natural regression of Salt Lake's offense. Their offense beginning the season was highly efficient, kind of oddly efficient. Uh, maybe yeah. we're seeing a little bit of regression, maybe a little bit of exhaustion. It's sure. a long season, club season popping up. So a lot of those guys are now practicing with their club squads and getting ready for club season two. So it's kind of that overlap and, the exhaustion could be real here. Um, yep. It went 15 to 30 on O-line conversions, which is the second worst this year. 24 turnovers for Salt Lake, which is tied for the most they've had. And 17 of those came on the offensive end. So an offense that we've praised a lot is kind of taking a step backwards. They don't watch out. San Diego will come into Salt Lake and kind of steal one uh, in the playoffs. So uh, kudos yep. to Oakland. Obviously, they couldn't get the win. They played a tight game. Salt Lake does come with the win and the push, but the thing to take out of this is, yeah, I'm, I'm with you that Oakland could be a, a solid team moving into next year, maybe add a couple more pieces and they could be a more complete team. I'll tell you what, something that I'm going to keep my eye on going into next week is going to be these teams that have already got these playoff spots locked up. Uh, I, I'm going to be taking a hard look at, at betting against these teams next week because they seem to be there. A lot of these teams that seem to be in, in just kind of coast mode. It, it yeah. seems like uh, between Colorado, between Salt Lake. Uh, I mean, look. look I mean, there's an opportunity for like a team like New York or Colorado to like, hey, we've got our number one seats locked up. We have a lot of practice players and players we don't roster a lot. Let's yeah. throw them in let, the game. Let them have let, their fun. Let's, let them let's get their paycheck. You know, one of my favorite things about March Madness is the uh, the towel swinging bench bench warmers who who get real yeah. hype, real hype, and it's it's their time to actually get some points in uh, with these uh, with the schedule the last couple weeks. Yeah, uh, that's something we got to keep an eye out for. Now, moving on, uh, I mean, we, we call this the Tampa Bay Explosion because Atlanta, uh, my goodness, uh, yeah. they they woke from their slumber just a couple weeks too late. Uh, Atlanta goes to Tampa Bay. They were a five point favorite total set at 37 and a half and Atlanta put it on them 26 to 17. They cover that five. Uh, that number was not too big as it turns out, uh, as we were, uh, initially thinking, but, uh, yeah, uh, way to go Atlanta way to beat up on Tampa Bay. Again, you needed to do this against some other teams though. Yeah. I don't know where this to, this is the time of like the kind of team we thought we were going to see all season. Uh, six to seven for Hucks, 15 for 19 on holds, kind of put Tampa in their place. Uh, Jeremy Langdon for Atlanta, who was a Tampa Bay defunct, had three assists, five goals. Eli Jaime, another friend of the show, five goals. Um, so they're often showed up. I mean, they came full squad too. They typically, a travel spot like this for Atlanta, they don't, but they've had Bobby Lay, they had Austin Taylor, uh, Eli Jaime, Matt Smith came back. So Full squad, big win. They're not out of the playoffs yet. Uh, Austin has to lose to Tampa. I don't know if that's going to happen. But um, also, if you're uh, on Ultimate Twitter, 
Keep an eye out for a petition that's going around to have Tampa and Detroit play each other as an exhibition game. I will sign it. I want to see it, in fact. Dude, I am – social media for these professional ultimate teams are kind of weird. So I'm like, I'm waiting for the moment where Tampa or Detroit will go in and actually like like the tweet and probably sign the petition themselves. Yeah. Just because they're awkward people. But uh, I don't think the ADL is going to buy that. I don't know it if reminds, they want to showcase. It, it reminds this. me of when uh, UConn played against UMass in football uh, last year. Uh, <laughs> as my friend XFL Jim dubbed it. Sorry, uh, CFL Jim, if you listen to the this, this CFL uh, Sports Gambling Podcast. Uh, as he dubbed it, the cum bowl. Uh, yeah, that was a, uh, you know, like Dude, good for the, I, uh, somebody has to win. I touted to my uh, buddy at work about how picking against UMass was a moneymaker. And then they played yeah. Connecticut. And he goes like, so what are you going to do? It's like, I'm going to watch it. And I'm going to be entertained by this game instead. Betting Nationally. against both of those teams last year was a moneymaker. Absolutely. Listen to our uh, – Listen to our guys on the college experience on the SGPN. They know what they're talking about. Absolutely. Now, we had Dallas taking on Austin. Uh, I mean, Austin, they're well onto the postseason. They were a seven-point favorite. Uh, 41.5 was set at the total. And mm-hmm. the, the lesion, the Dallas lesions, they get it done finally. Uh, make me look like a damn fool because I, I thought I finally had said, you know what, after picking Dallas to say little brother is going to show some backbone, little brother's going to, going to hold their own in this game and them never doing it. Well, they finally did it this week when Austin gets the victory 26, 22. Yeah. I, I mean, we're going to have to watch Dallas play Tampa soon. I think Dallas is going to probably blow them out. I'm liking where this Dallas team is going. They've kind of become more complete, uh, highlight of the game. If you guys haven't seen this on Twitter yet, the most nonchalant score I've seen. Dallas has the disc right outside the end zone, off a timeout. Dallas player without this kind of just walking, snake in the grass. No one notices him, walks into the end zone. Yeah. Easy toss and score, wide open. No one guards him. Um, kind of a, a funny play for a team like Dallas to kind of have the season they've had to be able to score on something like that. It, is but it yeah, just. It, is it just me or was the AUDL official Twitter handle uh, with the video clips just kind of on one uh, this week? Because they had, they had, they got somebody bad with the uh, the you know two handed clap flip catch uh, that that they ended up dropping in in, in this game. I think uh, that they were, you know, and someone like someone replied was like, "Y'all are savage, man. What the hell?" Like, I don't. I, was that the uh, the Atlanta versus uh, Austin game? The clap catch spike. That, that actually, uh, ooh, yeah, I think you're right. That was like two weeks ago. Yeah, but this actually, I think this might have been the Ottawa uh, game. This oh. week the, guy, the guy had the the went for the the two handed, you know, two handed clap catch and just caught opposite sides of the disc and flipped it, and you could see the anguish on his face. And the the, the ADL the, uh, Twitter did not did not let anyone forget. No, I think the ADL Twitter just needs a burner to make tweets like that because you'll you'll see plenty of those highlights. Um, or we could just make a burner. We make ourselves a burner. No, that's because we put it on our Twitter. We don't need a yeah, burner. We don't need a burner. No, we, we can we embarrass can, ourselves. We can we can shame anybody we damn well please. Um, but hey, we're gonna have a uh, a guest on our podcast from this game. Ooh, at the end of the week, who, who might it be? Do? He doesn't tell oh, me ahead gonna... of time, folks. No, it's gonna be a surprise for you right when this guy pops in. 
Ooh. have questions ready. Uh, we're excited. It's uh, it's gonna be a good episode next week. So, I'm 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 not gonna have any questions ready. I'm just gonna have a a, a gauntlet of guess who questions uh for this person. Like I'm not Speaking I'm not gonna questions out of a hat. I'm gonna start the recording. I'm gonna close my eyes. And be like, do you wear glasses? Do you have hair? Are you a man or a woman? Flip flip. Flip 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 flip. All right, that is it for our recap of the week 12 action. Now let's take a look. How did we perform? Uh personally, it looks like uh Zach, he was four and six against the spread, two and three totals. Mm-hmm. I was just a just a meaty part of the bell curve, pretty average, five and five against the spread. And I have lost my total, my 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 title of totals Jesus, because I went two and six in totals this past week. But people can't forget, you gave out two dogs. You gave out Chicago. You gave out San Diego. I gave out San Diego. That makes up more than enough units. That's to right. Kind plus, of these records were shitty, yeah, but plus six hundred plus one forty five. You're welcome, uh, America. Uh, uh, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, Ah, all right, we are going to take a quick break. We're gonna get a word in from our friends at IP Vanish, and when we get back, we got some power rankings. Some power rankings to wrap up. The critical show. We'll be- power rankings. Critical. We will be right back with more Tilted Land Shark podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right, without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. I'm talking your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and that's just like getting nine months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's IPVanish.com SGP. Welcome back to the Tilted Landshark podcast. It's it's that time. If you've been listening, you know we've we've been ranking some shit. Uh, Zach is our, our our ranking subject guru here, so I'm gonna let him introduce uh, what what we've been doing with the power rankings. <clears throat> yeah, um, you look good, you play good, and part of looking good is your mascot, your logo, your team name. Uh, so we're doing top five mascots or top five team top five team names. Is I don't know why I keep saying mascot. Top five team names uh you know you gotta roll in have your nice logo and team name on the bus intimidate the others this is a big part of ultimate here so yeah we're gonna start off number five i'll start uh the atlanta hustle there's no bias in this at all um but yeah i uh yeah it's pretty cool it's out of the order you see a lot of like animal names in pro sports but 
you know, a hustle is kind of like that grit and grind type of sound that kind of a, the name is in the culture is in the name. So yeah, I can appreciate that. I mean, listen guys, I, we all know how I feel. I love the game. I love the hustle, man. Didn't make my list. They didn't make my list. Yeah. Um, What's your five then? Well, as far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. I went with the Oakland Spiders. Number mm. five. For what? How many sp- outside of the University of Richmond? How many spiders are out there? Not enough. Not enough. Not, Not enough. enough. You know, hey, first of all, spiders, uh, if you're killing spiders, I mean, come on. They, they, they get rid of household pests. They're 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 useful. I mean, unless they're, you know, I, I, people who live in. So one time I went to my a good friend of mine, a friend of mine through Ultimate, John Champagne. I went to he got he got hippie married up in Traverse City, Michigan. Uh, we uh, we went to his hippie wedding, and uh, we were walking around just like in the woods and like around the lake. And I was like, this is pretty, and the weather's nice. And I was like, but where are all y'all's things that want to kill me? Where are all your things that want to kill me? Where are your brown recluses? Where are your snakes? Where are your where, where's your things that want to kill me? I don't see them. Uh, they, they apparently don't have them. So yes, I mean spiders are probably pretty nice north of Mason Dixon. Where we are, spiders spiders will kill your ass. They so, will suck. Yeah, they will suck. Um, I yeah, I, I like the spiders. I like the spiders. Okay. A little fun fact about the spiders: they have gone through a lot of different city and name changes. So <coughs> they started as the San Francisco Flamethrowers. Which spiders is a lot better than flamethrowers. Let's that, be honest. That feels like a slur of some sort, quite honestly. Um, <laughs> uh, I, but I, I, I call it a spade a spade here. It sounds like a slur. The flamethrowers. I'm glad they changed it. Yeah, and then they moved to San Jose, and I think that's when they went to the spiders. So then, yep. off to Oakland they went, but yeah. off to Oaksterdam as it as it's Dam. known. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. Uh, my number four. four yeah, we got. Uh, I'm going to go Seattle Cascades. It's kind of weird. I don't have Summit, but I've got the Cascades. It paints a bigger picture, right? If you think yeah. Seattle, first of all, beautiful city. Uh, personal story here. First time I've ever seen snow-capped mountains because I'm stuck here in the south, especially when I live down in Florida. First time I've seen snow-capped mountains were the Cascades in Seattle. Okay. So, Man, a little personal attachment there. Yeah, but, yeah okay. This is the most uh, subjective I'll, list that we've done. This like, is, this has, most, this this is, is not based off stats. This is all just personal opinion and personal taste. That's a personal survey. Also, love the like the blue and neon green kind of wannabe Seattle Seahawks they go for. They actually have a mascot that goes around. Um, I'm not too fond of mascots, but that's still pretty dope. It's a Bigfoot, so, you know, that's pretty cool. But, yeah, Cascades is my number four. I'm going to wait to respond to that one. I'm going to give you my number four, the Tampa Bay Cannons. Congratulations. You've made a power ranking top five list. Boom. Hey, I'm going to give you this one real quick. Boom. I'm going to give you this real quick. The Cannons little thing for their home games in Tampa Bay Hmm? is Cannons go boom. See, anytime you've got something with multiple O's, it always sounds good when yelled by, by multiple people, you know? They're not saying boo, they're saying movers. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
I think I will, I think cannons uh, cannons one. It's a it's a cool name because uh, it implies uh, plundering. It implies uh, destruction. Um, I think it's a, a pretty cool little logo with the the pirate ship. Some might argue this is probably why I have them number four. Uh, some might argue that it parallels the local you know the big local sports team a little bit with the buccaneers with their pirate ship yeah. and, and, and the cannons and you know with the ultimate you should do something a little bit different they but you started in jacksonville well there we go problem solved so that that's all original for them there we go um, so so yeah the number four for me the tampa bay cannons i like it this i like this list because i think we're the other two top fives we did they're pretty similar but this one, totally different, because I bet you don't have this team. Number three, the Montreal Royale. As much shit as we give them when they play Ultimate, at least they have a decent name. The name will be a lot cooler if they could start winning. You know, they pull off a 10-2 and two season, and we could consider them royal, royalty. But, you know, they got the French background. You got, you know, the French Revolution and, you know, the death of the uh, monarchy and the royalty. I think yep. it's pretty uh, ironic that they went with the Royale. So I'm going to go Montreal Royale's my number three. On my to-do list for next season is now finding the clip of Samuel L. Jackson saying Royale with cheese in uh, Pulp Fiction. Because um, it <laughs> would have been perfect there. Hindsight being 2020. My number three was actually number four, the Seattle Cascades. And you know why? Okay. It's that damn Bigfoot. Do you know? So yes. Many, I might have mentioned this before, but I, I've got a bad back. I broke my back. What do you mean by that? You my broke back, back is broken. What uh, a vertebrae or, or well, what portion? Spinal. So while I was laid up with a bad back pretty much all weekend, I was watching a little show on the Travel Channel called Aliens in Alaska. Oh my God. <laughs> It is fantastic. I don't know what it has to do with travel, but uh, you would think Bigfoot has no part in this, but this is where I learned. This is what Bigfoot theorists, sorry, Bigfoot hunters, because he's real, uh, believe about Bigfoot is that Bigfoot is actually an interdimensional creature. This is blowing my mind. where, Where the veil between dimensions is thin, Bigfoot can just pop through, hop in, hop out. That's why they have so much trouble finding him. Uh, you know, and he might even be extraterrestrial. You can always find me watching alien slash Bigfoot based programming on That's... the travel channel. I watched like nine hours of aliens in Alaska. That may be the best conspiracy theory for any sort of like, yeah, you know, Bigfoot. Lock it's like Santa's. It's like Santa's magic sort of thing of like, how could Santa fit down the chimney? Oh, he's fucking magic. That's why. You know, yeah, like that's, that's kind of that's literally kind of how I feel about it. They mixed up two conspiracies to make one great conspiracy. Yeah. Um, By the way, I want to get you on the record: UFOs, real or fake? Me? I'm gonna go with fake. How can you be so arrogant to know that there's a big, huge universe out there to think that we are the most? But have evolved. we spotted them? No. I, yes, I was gonna say the U.S. Navy has put out videos. I'll send them to you. No. The flying, the the. I'd listen. Get ready for the flying tic tac, homie. Listen, listen. I have Navy a buddy pilot who would not shut up shit. about the tic tac. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you I got a buddy on a podcast who won't either. You motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I am not big into all this conspiracy stuff. Uh, I, I mean, there's definitely life out there, but no, I well, don't they, think. Well, they, they visited traveled. us. You can ask what, what, what? me and the guy with the the fucked up hair from Ancient Aliens. We'll tell you. <laughs> aliens. Why do they care to come here, huh? What do we have that's so great? Resources. Plus, they've been breeding with us. We're all alien hybrids, my man. At this point, probably. Uh, probably. Hey, number two. <laughs> number two. Moving on. <laughs> uh the san diego growlers uh aka the fighting paul lallies which logo which team name am i going with the growlers um yeah the multiple meetings multiple meetings they got a pretty sick logo you got like a a wolf yeah wolf slash like hyenas looking thing um intimidating name but it's the big jug of beer that we're all going for it's it's I like mean, their logo is like something you would see on a cobra like on a GI Joe like Cobra Kai like yeah plane or something like it looks like it would the be stickers on you the get plane. as a kid that you could throw on your action figures on the cars and planes and everything exactly. Um, also, their jerseys they I've always said they have the best jerseys. Their blacks and grays are Pretty the sick. best jerseys in the AEDL. Um, but yeah, just name the Growlers. I think. Again, like a lot of the names you see in the ADL aren't names you'll see in any other sports league. So Growlers is up there as one of those like more original names. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I want to go with. We've been calling the big glass jugs of beer, but I mean, I've also heard the term like take, take, taking a wicked growler, you know, um, sort of thing, which is, you know, a a code for, for dropping a deuce. So, I mean, come on, works on so many levels. Uh, My number two, the San Diego Growlers. Yep. Whoa. Crazy, we've never agreed in any of these power rankings before. Um, yeah, no, for all the reasons Zach mentioned and I just mentioned, yes. Number two, San Diego Growlers. So, moving on, Zach, who is your number one? What is the best team name slash logo in the AUDL? This is easy because they are the best team in the AUDL. And it works because, man, are they spreading like the Roman Empire right now. The New York Empire, number one, it's just... The name Empire just screamed dominance. It works for the city that they play out of, New York, the Empire State. But, yeah, the name works more perfectly because of how dominant they've been. Um, so their play has kind of backed up their team name. Yeah, their color combo is pretty cool, too. Not any, It's green and black is okay. They make it work because it's mostly black. I'm a, I'm a grayscale kind of guy. But, uh, yeah, New York Empire, number one, uh, just screams dominance to me. So I this this is why I'm gonna go ahead and I'm I'm gonna spill the beans that New York didn't show up in my in my power ranking. Mm. Uh, but this is why, and it's because to me the New York Empire logo. Now they're they're just their white jerseys with the the New York like the like the John Lennon shirt. Now that's mm-hmm. cool. That's cool. I'll give them that. Mm-hmm. But their logo looks like to me something that you would have seen in like whenever the MLS first started and they had like the San Jose earthquake and, and things like that. When oh they yeah. They, when they weren't really taking themselves seriously, that it yeah. kind of reminds me of that when those names were just kind of lame and stuff. So it looks like I, a patch you could put on a jacket pretty much. Yeah. So my number one, without any further ado, the Philly Phoenix, look Ooh. at that bird and tell me it doesn't mean fucking business. I'm looking at it right now. It, That's a it badass bird. Everyone knows the bird is the word. <laughs> bird's got tood. He's got some bird, tood on him. The bird's got tood. The bird has tood. It's got flames. I mean, flames, attitude, bird. 
what else do you want? What else do you want? It's like a spicy a chicken one against dish DC. that I can't fucking get enough of. Yeah, I would like uh. to win against DC. That would have been <laughs> that. All right, still too soon, Zach. Still too We're soon. Gonna, to hey, talk you about got that two one. more weeks until we have to bet on it again. So, oh god. All right. Until then, we'll talk about how great the logo is. But yeah, come on. Gotta have some love. I got you, Phoenix. I got gotcha. you. Was this like Philly had to be like number six, right on your on your list? Uh, top five, top ten easily. Oh, top I have an honorary easily. mention. Okay. I want to bring this up real quick. I know we're running short here, but honorary mention: if they were still a team, they would easily be number one. The Nashville Night Watch, and I'll end it right there. I mean, yep. sadly, their watch has ended. But you, yes, there you go. All time, been... it's an all timer. Yeah, exactly. Man, it's hard to say goodbye after that one. That was a high energy power ranking that we just went through. There. More of those. More of we those. Will. Yeah. Hey, there's, there's. Listen, just because AUDL wraps up after the uh, the playoffs and the and the championship in, in Madison doesn't mean that we do. We're gonna have all sorts of conversations like this in the off season worth listening to. Ooh, I know what we'll do for our guests. We'll make him pick his top five logos, top five team names in the AUDL. Bring it. We'll see. We'll Bring see it. what his is. Yeah, I'll give I'll give him the heads up. What do you got, guest? Who I don't know who it is yet. Boom. Zach, any parting words for yeah. the people? Uh, we'll see you guys in a couple of days. Yeah, so long we'll, from now. We'll be back. We'll be back later this week. We'll be previewing AUDL Week 13, where it's time to put up or shut up, or that was weeks ago. But still, there will be plenty of juicy, juicy gambling opportunities for us to talk about. That is it for us on the Tilted Landshark Podcast, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We will catch you later this week. And remember, just like Thor... Hammer!